Hello and welcome to another episode set in a galaxy not so far away. And yes, once again, we're talking about our favorite thing, Star Wars. With the release of Disney's The Bad Batch, we discuss what we think so far. Joining me as ever is the Imperial Joe O'Hagan. Oh, I don't know what to say for Imperial. Just There we go. Yeah. And the Rebel Zara Jackson. Oh, wait a minute. She's not here this week. <laughs> See Joe's face. She's so rebellious. She's not here. Yeah, she's been booted. She's gone. She's She's been giving me and Joe grief since episode one, and we just had to get rid of her. Isn't that right, Joe? Yes, for one week. <laughs> just for one week. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, that's, that's don't worry, all y'all. No, Zara she's, fans. she's still with us. She is out kicking ass working this week, keeping busy. So, uh, yes, she's not here with us this week, but she will be returning next week. I'm sure she'll be listening to this episode intently, wondering how much slagging there is going on. So, yeah, it's already started. So. It has already started. <laughs> Hi, Zara. So, um, with the release, then, I suppose, of Disney's The Bad Batch, to start, you're a man that enjoys watching The Clone Wars, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've told me several times to watch The Clone Wars. I, I, I enjoy I'm... The Clone Wars, yeah. Oh, you enjoy the Clone Wars? I thought you loved the Clone Wars. I, oh, well, no. Well, you know, I generally enjoy the show. There are aspects of it that I absolutely love. And I think it is like okay. the best Star Wars that you can get. But like any mm-hmm. show, any long running show, there are episodes where you can take or leave it. And as a whole, it kind of brings it down. But when it's good, it's good. Mm. Yes. You've, you've told me several times to give it a watch. And I haven't. It's, I mean, the Clone Wars seems like an interesting premise. You know, I just, there's no reason why I shouldn't be watching it. But it was the same reason why I wasn't going to watch The Bad Batch. You know, I wasn't really in the mood to watch something following the Clone Wars and that kind of animation style. Not that it doesn't look good, because it does look good. But I have to say, having watched the first two episodes, I'm surprised. I actually quite liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's always intimidating, I think, you know, jumping into a series that has loads of episodes. That's what puts me off, like mm-hmm. watching like One Piece and Bleach and things like that, because I'm like, oh, no, there's there's like hundreds of episodes to catch up on. But the Bad Batch might be a good jumping off point for some people because, you know, it's new and you might be going, oh, who's this? Who's that? You know, because I recognized characters from the Clone Wars that were in it, um, you know, who were just sort of side periphery people. And, you know, it, it could be a way to get people into the Clone Wars because it's a good show. You, you'd well, said so what, you said you were surprised by it. Like, what did you think? I mean, it just kind of, it just has that Star Wars feel, which I kind of knew it would, it would have, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, the animation to me, the st- like, it looks good. You know, it sounds great. Um, the characters for me were a little bit, I don't know, typical. Not that they're bad, you know. Um, mm. So you are familiar roughly with the Bad Batch from the Clone Wars. You, you told me before that they had their own episode. Yeah. And you didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Or you weren't too keen on them. No. <laughs> um, so you've got Hunter, which is the, the leader, obviously the group, the sergeant. Mm-hmm. And you've got Wrecker, which is your strong man. Um, you've yeah. Tech, which is your scientist. Uh, Crosshair, which is your sniper. Echo, who's your hacker. Uh, and then you have a new character, Omega, which is a female clone. Yeah. I just kind of felt like these character types were very, very typical. I think I've yeah. seen them a million I mean, times in movies and games and, and you know, in books. And I feel like, not that that's a bad thing. I just, because you couldn't just have a bunch of strong men, you know, and I suppose you need them to have these specialities to basically have them stand out from the crowd of the other hundreds or thousands of clones. So. Yeah. Um, I do get that, but what did you think about the characters? 
I think that they were improved from the episodes that they were in in the Clone Wars because um, mm-hmm. they did kind of stand out in the Clone Wars, as you were sort of saying. Their their traits, you know, just just do make them stand out. And um, you know, I find them awfully typical in the Clone Wars. I was like, oh, well, okay. there's the strong man, blah blah yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there there is still like a big element of that in the Bad Batch itself because. You know, they're, they're very distinct characters and they didn't really do anything new with them. Like my least favorite is Wrecker because he's just he's big, so dumb. Meathead, he's so dumb. dumb. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. do you even deserve to be on the Bad Batch? You know, I kind of liked dumb. him actually because I thought he was quite naive and innocent. Yeah. Um, more instantly, like I can't remember that whenever he, he met Omega, like he loved her, you know, he thought she mm-hmm. was great. And he has a relationship in the episode two with Cuts children you know and i just kind of thought like he seems like yeah. a nice you know almost childlike like person yeah so I, I quite like that again it's very typical but i quite like yeah. the other one that i thought it was improved from the clone wars was hunter like in the in the clone wars he was just oh i'm a strong silent type of person blah, blah, blah. um but here he was more of a leader and he had a bit more personality so i didn't mind that the rest of them just kind of fade into the background um echo was a character like way earlier on in the Clone Wars. He was like one of, God, I can't remember whether he was like Anakin or Obi-Wan or even Ahsoka's clone, but um, you know, they're all assigned teams and he was on one of them and he got like spoilers captured and you can see he got experimented on and stuff yes. and he has like oh, okay. robot parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was more interesting in the Clone Wars than he is in the Bad Batch, but I suppose they have to give time to the new characters rather than developing an old one. Yeah. Um, but if it is supposed to be an entry point, they maybe should have introduced him a little bit better rather than just sort of in the background, constantly sticking his week, <laughs> hacking tool into things yes, and being like, yeah. it's taken a while, <laughs> hold off. And you're like, mm, is this going to be every episode? It, it kind of brought up some interesting questions for me, actually, which is something I'm not sure if the Clone Wars actually explores too much, was what happens after order 66 with the clone trippers, you know, do they all get phased out? Are they killed off? Where do they go and what do they do? So it's, 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 it's beginning to kind of answer those questions where order 66, at the start of episode one has been issued. And obviously the majority of the clones, uh, follow suit with the, the order mm-hmm. while then this by batch don't all be it, but one, um, what did you call them? I crosshair. I quite mm-hmm. liked that idea that you've got this group that just aren't, just going to follow suit. I quite like that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, then I kind of just maybe wonder. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose that's why they're called the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. But it made me wonder why, why did they want to phase out the clones for Stormtroopers? You know, for your every man. Yeah, I suppose that's something we'll and... explore maybe later. Yeah. Uh, that that was explored in Legends. Um, I never really read new stuff around like after the Clone Wars because actually the Clone Wars... And the Old Republic are my favorite eras in Star Wars to read about and to to play games in and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not really all that interested in, ironically, like Luke's era. I'm not very interested in that. But um, I suppose they're going to explore. Tarkin did say it was like half the price to hire just normal born soldiers rather than growing them and training them and whatnot. And... I suppose then that goes on to retroactively explain why stormtroopers are seen as like being so shit mm-hmm. you know, compared to the very effective clone troopers. I suppose even thinking um, now, I'm thinking to episode seven where Finn um, as a stormtrooper, I'm not sure obviously if 
because it was that's much later on in the franchise. But with Finn, he was taken from his family as a child and pretty much trained and somewhat indoctrinated, I suppose. I suppose in the long run, that's maybe cheaper than creating clones. But let's let's talk specifics in the episodes then. Um, okay. So you mentioned the animation. Like, what did you like about the animation? I just thought it looked really well. Like, there's not really much I can say about it. the animation necessarily than other than I thought it looked really good. It's part of why what holds me off, and it shouldn't, going back to the earlier seasons of The Clone Wars, because of the animation... I'm just a sucker for something that looks, you know, beautiful. And it, it just mm. looked really good to me. So I was really happy with that. Were you not? Yeah, I, I like the animation in it. It it looked it looked pretty good. Um yeah, the earlier seasons of Clone Wars, yeah, they do look sort of noticeably worse. But I think the animation was always pretty good, especially for a TV production. Mm-hmm. But there are some episodes in the Clone Wars that I mean, even in some earlier seasons that like far exceed what I think was done in these couple of episodes because of the art direction. Um, there's some shots of Coruscant and the underbelly of Coruscant and everything, and you know, some of the lightsaber battles. Um, and especially in season seven, the cinematography there was next level. I was like, damn, this is way better. Obviously, you know, the CG is not up to like, oh, it looks realistic. Look yeah, at all those yeah, specular it has highlights. Style. Yeah. But um I was like, this is so beyond what loads of other movies are attempting to do in terms of what it's doing with its camera and what it's doing with the framing of its characters and also like use of time dilation and sound and music. Damn, this is some good ass Star Wars. That's that's my favorite version of Star Wars yeah. because it does so much more with what it has. You don't feel like anything's wasted. How it looked and how it sounded. And even I actually really enjoyed in the first episode, very briefly seeing the, the battle droids. Mm. I, I actually I really don't, haven't seen them in anything in a long time, really since I suppose the Phantom Menace. I know they're in the Clone Wars, but don't really watch yeah. that, as I say. So it was nice to actually see them again and their kind of playfulness. And even something as simple as the, you know, the wipes, the transitions. Yeah, from one location. So one Star Wars. Like, yeah, it's just so, instantly yeah. those things just kind of grind me. And oh, okay, yes, I'm I'm, I'm hooked because yeah. it's it's giving me what I know and love. Um, I was very interested actually in the the part of one in the first episode. Obviously, his master is it, was it Cal? Was that his name? In Rebels, he's uh, Keenan okay. Jarrus in Rebels, but he's called Caleb. Uh, Caleb. Yeah, okay, here. right, right. Yes, yes. I I kind of felt like he was a character that is going to be returning in this series yeah um i think it was freddie prince jr voices him and i mean you could tell that he was right. an adult trying to do mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm. child's voice here he's like hey master and you're like hmm <laughs> and then he would go real low at times like yeah this is a clone wars and you're like hmm did you did your balls fucking drop in the middle of that conversation <laughs> that one was he uh was he the original voice actor yeah he was the original voice actor for right. kin and jars I, yeah. I remember he used to do a lot of voice acting he maybe still does but i haven't really when I think of him actually mm-hmm. voice acting, I just think back to Mass Effect 3 when he played James. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So it's actually nice to, I he's, suppose, he's to hear that he's still voice. Like Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. The only thing I can really think of him is, is that Friends and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, yes, he was in Friends, wasn't he? He was, yeah, the, he was, the, he was the babysitter. The man, the nanny. nanny. Yes. And that's yes. weirdly homophobic episode. <laughs> mm, yep. <laughs> I really enjoyed actually seeing uh, Moff Tarkin. You know, I just kind of enjoyed mm. seeing his hand yeah. at play and testing the troops. Yeah, you could see the Empire's tactics starting to come in. Yeah, I wondered actually when the Palpatine was addressing the soldiers in it was the hangar, saying that you know the attack on his life had left him scarred and deformed. I wondered was that an audio? Like maybe it was just uh, the voice actor redoing those lines, but it felt 
it really felt to me as if it had just been lifted out of episode three that they'll kind of soundbite and just dumped into that animation because it sounded nearly perfect. Even the quiver in his voice sounded very, very close to what was in the movie. Yeah, no, I think I think it was. I think it was an audio clip taken out of the out of the movie and put mm-hmm. in here because it did sound, as you say, the cadence and the mm-hmm. the timbre of the voice you yeah. know, was so similar. And I'm like, even if I were to go back and do a line that I had already done, I'd probably sound different just because different voice conditions on different days and different recording conditions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, maybe people don't care about things like that, but for me, you know, it's little things like that that maybe stop and think like, Hmm, did they actually go and do that? And if they did, then to me, that just adds another level of, you know, just originality to it and just panache, you know, that I wasn't expecting if that is the case. Yeah. It's a, it's a wee bit of fan service Mm -hmm. and, um, and a, a bit of fan service is not bad as long as your whole movie is not predicated on it. <laughs> Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I like, I like those touches too. And, you know, throughout the Clone Wars, Palpatine has a few different voice actors. Tim Curry is one of them. Was he? And yeah, he was. He did it for a few oh, episodes. Yes. It was so weird. I was like, oh my God, Dr. Frankenfurter? <laughs> still alive this here? day. Yes, I remember once saying rest in peace yeah. and then we find out he's, he's still alive yeah. i wonder is he still alive right now <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> we killed tim curry oh, we don't know. um but yeah so they do, they do a good job of getting like the essence of palpatine but it's fun here here in ian mcdermott just in wee clips here and there and you're mm-hmm. like yeah there yeah. we go because i think i think i'm not sure but i think in season seven of the clone wars you know just whenever they're you know given the order 66 to take that wee voice clip and you're like yeah there we go <laughs> i really enjoyed um episode one was 70 minutes long episode two and it was like a mini movie yeah and episode two was a lot shorter it was between what was it when you say 25 30 minutes and i didn't time it i was yeah. a little bit upset by that because the first episode actually had me hooked and interested and i thought i want 14 episodes of this and obviously that's unrealistic, but with each episode being quite a bit smaller, it just kind of makes me wonder then how much are they going to try and rush through the rest of the, the mm. series? Although 14 episodes is quite a lot, so... Yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad amount. Um, Clone Wars is usually, or was usually pretty efficient. There was a few episodes that had like, you know, part one or part two, you know, particularly season seven had like, you know, a three-parter ending that all ran into each other. And if you just edited out the credits, you could just play them back to back. Right. But it's usually pretty efficient with the stories. I mean, you'd be surprised at how quick the storytelling goes by in a series like that. I don't know what the Bad Batch is going to be like because you know, it's, it's Disney that's handling this one, sort of a completely Ooh. almost new Star Wars property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, I did feel the second episode was a little bit redundant because I was like, in the first episode, did we not already establish that Omega was going to go with you? And then we had to reestablish that in this episode you know, with this whole parenting yeah. thing, which was weird to bring up. I don't know. I was like, okay. Does it make <laughs> we, Omega? She, do you this? think she'll be the kind of center of the entire franchise or the entire series? I think, yeah, I mean, she's for the kids. Um, just kind of like Ahsoka was for the kids in Clone Wars. Now, if they mm-hmm. develop her character like they did Ahsoka's, then cool. But if it's more of a rebel situation where Ezra, you know, he was put in for the kids and you know, he was a young Padawan, you know, learning the ways of the Force and they then sort of just made him kind of annoying and you know, made him dabble with the dark side. But like Disney does often, they back away and go, oh, no, he wasn't going to use the dark side ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. <laughs> um, 
So if, if her character is a bit more consistent and it's built up properly rather than this sort of, ooh, maybe we'll go that way, but no, we won't. You know, just do things with characters yeah, rather yeah. than... Have we heard of Omega in the expanded universe? No. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with her. I don't know who they're going to make her. Have they ever taken a clone and made it female? Like I thought that was a little interesting sort of twist. Not that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that I know. I haven't really read many like clone stories or anything. But I don't think so. I think this is I think this is a new thing. Yeah. And there's theories that she's force sensitive. So Right. I, I, I kinda think... wondered could any of the clones be force sensitive? Now I get that they're clones, but I kinda wondered is is, is that something that could be a possibility? Well, there is stuff like in, in the series where it basically just makes the point a few times that all these clones are individual people. They all do have their own individual personalities. Um, it's just the Bad Batch are like divergent clones, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a possibility. And I think that this is probably what they're going to run into. You, the Kaminoans are probably like, hey, Palpatine, we can make you a force sensitive clone. And then that kind of runs on into Snoke, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think that that's probably what this is going to be. And Omega is going to be a force sensitive clone, as it were. I mean, it was kind of like that with Ezra. To be fair, Ahsoka was pretty annoying to start with, but right. they actually did come out and say that that was completely intentional because they were like, yeah, we're going to take this bratty character mm-hmm. and we're going to make you love her. And we're like, yeah, you worked. One thing I hope they don't do is uh, use the force like they did in the sequel trilogy where it just makes you hyper-competent at everything. Mm-hmm. For no reason, you know, um, it's okay to be hyper competent in certain areas. You know, Anakin was very interested in building things and racing, and his Jedi senses helped with that. But you know, when Omega was like, mm, "Yeah, that was the first time I shot a blaster," you're like, "Girl, <laughs> still need to learn things." Yeah, I kind of chalk that up to the fact that just she is a clone, so yes, it could be bred into her, like yeah, literally. Yeah. You know, it's Django Fett's. DNA mm-hmm. is like, hey, you're good at shooting. But, but I would nearly chalk you know, it up to you should be able to acquire a skill over a shorter period of time. You've just a better aptitude for yeah. it. Not necessarily, it's, that was my first time and I got a pinpoint accurate shot. Yeah, kind of like uh, the Avatar and Avatar The Last Airbender mm-hmm. where he has the ability to learn all the elements, but he can't learn them all straight away. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the introduction of Saw Gerrera, a young Saw Gerrera? Uh, well, he had already been introduced in the Clone Wars. Oh, had he? Okay. Um, that's where I saw him first. He, mm. Yeah, there's this whole um, like war. I think it is on Seleucama. Oh, not too sure what planet it was on, but whatever. Uh, Might have been Felucia. Don't know wherever Saul Guerrero is from. And he works with Ahsoka to like free his city from um, separatist control. So I'd seen him. And I saw him in Rebels as well. He comes back in Rebels too, where he's mm-hmm. a bit more effed up. You know, he's got his wee breather things and stuff. So, yeah, he was never a character that I cared much about because yeah. he was never focused on mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is voiced by Forrest Whitaker in Star Wars Rebels. Right. But he's in the Bad Batch series, voiced by Andrew Kishino. His character's also in the um, uh, Fallen Order mm, yeah. game. I kind of wondered, did For- Forrest Whitaker also voice that, or was that a, you know, an alternative actor? 
Yeah, well, I played it and I can't even remember. So. Uh, I mean, his character just does nothing for me. I don't know why. Just every time I see him, like I'm like, yeah, hello, discount Darth Vader with your breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like, I don't like the whole voice that Forrest Whitaker does in Rogue One. <laughs> Another thing that actually kind of. It was just another little nod to me, which I really enjoyed with the introduction of the first episode. He had a bit of a voiceover. Mm. I don't know the voiceover. I don't know the actor's name. And I should do because the voiceover actor, he does a lot of Star Wars games. Maybe he's been in Clone Wars a lot. I'm not sure. But I know through like a lot of the games I played that were Star Wars based, his voice crops up a lot. And... I think he actually does a lot of the motion cap for, or he did do in earlier Star Wars games. He did a lot of the motion cap for Jedi's and Sith. Mm-hmm. You know, he did a lot of that kind of choreography because he's some sort of sword. He has some sort of kind of sword mastery. Um, so, so Disney or Star Wars Lucasfilm, they used him a lot throughout the entire franchise. I really was, enjoyed that. Was the guy that was like previously on Clone Wars? Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's all throughout the Clone Wars. You know, he does yeah. their wee. Um intros and stuff you know like mm-hmm. general blah 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 did this on Salukamai and blah 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 blah. So last time we yeah. talked about um uh, it was the last week's episode when we were talking about star wars and you and Zara said about was it the ps2 game revenge of the sith mm-hmm. and you know the um, the jedi master you fight when you're anakin and you oh. fall over and then you force kind of push your lightsaber into his gut as he's charging at you, yeah. that's him. Like he plays battle master. His, his name was in reverse in that game. Like his name yeah. in the game, if you said it in reverse, was his real name. But he, he does a lot of voice acting throughout Star Wars through characters and does a lot of the, the motion capture and choreography oh, as well. I know who it is now. Yeah, Sindralig. Sindralig, yes. What's what's that backwards? <laughs> Sindralig. Um, oh God. Nick. Nick. <laughs> Gil. A-R-D. Gillard? Is it Nick Gillard? Is it Gillard. Gillard. Nick Gillard. Yeah, Nick Gillard. Yes, Nick yes, Gillard. yes. I remember him there now. There you go. Yeah. We got um, to the end of it. There you go. Yes, he's... Hearing his voice was just instantly like... It was just another small thing that added to me going, yes. Then I think I think this is a case for you watching Clone Wars then because, you know, if you like all this stuff... Mm-hmm. Clone Wars is far more Star Wars-y than this, you know, because you have the Jedi and you got Obi-Wan and Anakin well, I was about and to say, Yoda and all kinda, floating about. In episode one, where you saw the young Padawan and other Jedi being attacked, I suppose by the clone, the clones. I wanted to see more um, Jedi, so maybe it is about the yeah. right time to get back into or to get into Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean the only thing, the only thing I will say about the Clone Wars, um, you you can watch it season by season because they did they did a really weird thing, which is they have a definite timeline, right? Mm-hmm. But every season is like without warning you will be propelled like back to the start of the clone wars or like forward and you know, people will be wearing different outfits they'll have like different hairstyles and like where am i so you have to go online and look at guides on what order to watch the clone wars in otherwise you will okay. be completely lost it's right. so weird how they like aired it out of order so strange mm. but um yeah so if you're thinking of watching clone wars you gotta look up a guide <laughs> i just feel like i have so much else that i'm watching at the moment but um yeah, seven More seasons is a lot to get through. Yeah, I mean, if if somebody so, says was that, like, that was all pre-Disney, wasn't it, or was the last couple of seasons Disney? It was. Yeah, it was all pre-Disney, apart from season seven. Okay. Um, season seven was pretty recent. It was like last year, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you couldn't be bothered watching like all of the Clone Wars, I just say uh, 
watch Ahsoka's episode because she is the main character in Clone Wars. And so she will be present at like pivotal moments. Key moments, yes. Yeah. So any any episode Ahsoka's present in mm-hmm. is generally good. It immeasurably improves like Revenge of the Sith because you have this other wee story in the background of Anakin also losing his Padawan to the Jedi's machinations. And um, it just it just improves Anakin's kind of fall to the dark side. That is one of the main appeals for me, actually, is because obviously he takes on Ahsoka as a Padawan, and then obviously at some point he turns, doesn't he? He becomes Darth Vader, yeah, so I, then obviously Ahsoka has to deal with that. So I love that whole premise. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch, was I wanted to see post- Mustafar, what happens to Anakin and what's his relationship like with Ahsoka and does Obi-Wan yeah. you know, meet him again as Vader? So those are things that I want to see. Those are the same things I want to see in the Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan series. So yeah, well, it's setting at the minute. Um, critics on Rotten Tomatoes are giving it a 91% and the audience is giving it a 93%. Do you think that's accurate? No. <laughs> Um, it's 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 not bad, mm-hmm. um, but it's certainly not ninety percent good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a solid six for me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but you know, five is average, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this. <laughs> yeah. This is five is average. Seven is average. So you're seven. Yeah. If my average is seven, then I as I think most people's would be, then mm-hmm. by definition, if you're if five is average and you give it a six. So as if seven's my average, I would give it an eight. Damn, that's a lot. Um, but I wouldn't think it's as like good for as me. I give it a seven. Yeah, on my scale, like overall, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, you know, take out the poopy bits because you know we got we got hard drives and we got streaming. We can watch things whatever way we want. So take out the poopy bits, and I'd give it like a good nine out of ten. It's damn good, and season seven is like well, no, mm. not season seven, but like the last three episodes of season seven are like a ten out of ten for me. Perfect Star Wars, but yeah, this is this is like a solid six for the first episode. The second episode is a five. It's mediocre. It's 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 average. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but it has room to grow because it has you know a good creative team behind it. The animation is really good. It's got the same sort of music direction as well, which is good because you know. Ahsoka's theme is a slapping theme and also just the music in general. The clone theme is pretty good. So it has the potential to be an enjoyable show. I just hope they don't fill it with filler episodes. The Mandalorian, yeah. all their little kind of short filler episodes, it just got very annoying. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that the Bad Batch doesn't do that where every episode is a stop on a different location and they're telling a little mini story that doesn't progress the overall story. And then they set off on their way to mm. land in some other location in the next episode and do it all over again. I just hope they kind of forgo that and just have a constant thread. Episode two for me was nearly touching on that a little bit, but there was enough, there was enough kind of action there, I suppose, to yeah. keep me interested. But it's as as I said, it's, it's still early days. So it's hard to avoid that with serialized TV shows, but I don't think I'm gonna be watching it week to week. I really don't. Um, you know, it hasn't hooked me that much, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna Leave it for a few weeks, see what people are saying about it. Kind of like I did with The Mandalorian. Like, I didn't watch season one. Um, I just watched season two and watched a recap of season one. Right. Um, Why? Did, were you not interested in Mandalorian? Yeah. Dave Filoni is involved in that too. No, I know, but I was just like, I like Star Wars for the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I like Star Wars for the Force. I, I like That's Star fair. Wars That's for fair. the things that make Star Wars unique. Um, you know, if I wanted to watch a Space Western, I could watch Cowboy Bebop, you know? Another good series. 
another good series. But yeah. you know, you can get those things elsewhere. What you can't get elsewhere is the Jedi and the Force and you know, all, and the Sith and all that kind of mythology. You know, that's Star Wars. You know, I might as well watch Star Trek if I'm gonna watch some space opera yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. but I, I'll wait to see what people are saying. Uh, it's got a good creative team. Could be good. I was surprised to see Dave Filoni's name attached to it. I didn't realize that he was working. Well, on he's the creator well. of Clone Wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least like one of the creative leads on Clone Wars yeah. anyway. It'll be interesting to see where it goes over the next of the course of the next 12 episodes, I suppose. I would be interested to see whether or not we revisit this and discuss where it has went in this direction in the same way that we did yeah. that with uh, WandaVision. Mm. You know what? Let's let's make a prediction. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make like predictions, but I'm just gonna ask you. Out of the clones, out of the bad batch, who do you think's gonna die? Because <laughs> some of them look like they're gonna die. I would nearly think Echo, the hacker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I wonder if Crosshair is gonna die. Obviously, there's yeah, gonna I think be some gonna sort die, of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I would think maybe. Echo, but then it would make more sense to lose a more key character just for more of an emotional impact. You know, maybe somebody gives up their life to save something stupid that Omega's doing, you know, and the consequence of her being in some kind of perilous situation is that Hunter's maybe had to give his life, you know, for her and for the team, which would have God, more Omega. of an impact. Killing people already. I know. <laughs> well, who do you think? Um, I think Wrecker has death written all over him. Um, you know, because he's got his little bunny thing. I bet if he does die, there's going to be a shot of his bunny that's burnt, <laughs> or um, he's going to be holding it, or Omega's yeah. going to give him well, the bunny. That's interesting, actually. You say that, it. yeah, because I, as I've already said earlier, I suppose I've got more maybe of an emotional attachment to Wrecker because he has that kind of childlike innocence, and because he does yeah. have an affinity, I suppose, you know, for the children in the franchise, you instantly start kind of nearly just liking his character or sympathizing with him. And, and you know, yes, he's just a big dumb brawling idiot, but you don't mind that because deep down, he's a big softy. You know, yeah. the teddy bears you've just said. So that. Yeah, it is maybe a good possibility. Yeah, they're using yeah they're using shorthand for like this character, mm-hmm. um, and then Hunter. You know, I think I think he has a good possibility of dying as well, and it's going to be a now you got to make your own destiny, kid. You know, kind of. It just reminds thing. me of Rambo. Oh no, hair, yeah, that's what I was knife, thinking as well. The, the bandana, yeah. <laughs> so I think those two guys have death just plastered all over them. Yeah, you know, it's 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 going to be emotional, or it's going to try to be emotional. Let's see if it works. I think so. Just just one last question. Okay. Do you think that you will watch The Clone Wars at any point? Oh. <laughs> Being such a big Star Wars fan, it will be like complete, yes. it will complete your Star Wars I think I will. I education. think I will. Uh-huh. Yes. I think I will. I haven't, I've wanted to for years. And I suppose a bit like Game of Thrones, where I just kind of let everything build up to about season six or seven and could watch just a myriad of episodes. I will probably do the same thing now that all seven are out. I'll do, as you say, I'll get the list that tells me here's the, the episodes you need to watch the further the story. And I will, I will watch it at some point. I suppose I can watch that in my, in my leisure when I'm not watching other things. And there are, there are those lists out there. So you'll be able to hmm. effectively curate your well, the Bad Batch Clone was Wars a nice watching. introduction to maybe the Clone yeah. Wars. And if you're saying the Clone Wars is better and because it's got Jedi's and the force and all that kind of good stuff, then, then yeah, I probably will give it a go. 
Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Mm. That's all I ever want. I just want people to talk. <laughs> I will watch Clone it. Wars I with. will watch it. And then we will have loads to talk about. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Who knows? You might get a new favorite character in Ahsoka. I may. Or maybe Anakin I may. or Obi-Wan. Yeah. I want to like Ahsoka. I want to like Ahsoka, but I, uh, I don't know she her could, well you're, enough. you're probably going to hate her at the start, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. I've heard a few people say that. But that's character progression. Mm. So, yeah. Take us out, Rebel... What, what are we going to call it? Rebel Gold Ryan. Leader? Uh, yes, Gold Leader. That works. <laughs> Well, that's about all the time we have for you this week. Don't forget to let us know your thoughts on The Bad Batch and where you think it's going. Is it a welcome entry or just another blip on your Star Wars radar? Thanks, Joe, for joining me, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Maybe the, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Yeah. Well, give me something Bad Batch would say. Um, Great. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Wrecker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounded like Ragged Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> What do you call the actor for that? Oh, God. Um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I could see the Riley part. Yeah. There you go. John C. Riley. <laughs>